everyone, welcome to another episode of the Dream Hub podcast. So recently I've started a group dream share circle that we do online on Wednesday nights. So if you would like to get into a group from people all over the world to chat dreams, share our dreams and help each other interpret our dreams, then jump online, check out my link tree in my Instagram bio and you can book your spot for my group on Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Um, This is new, this is exciting, and yeah, I'm really, really excited to share this with everybody. So today I have a really special guest. I have Amina from the Dream World podcast coming on to chat with me about lucid dreaming, all of her adventures, what tips she has. We chat about dream herbs um, and some really exciting, cool tips that she gives us. So uh, without further ado, here is the episode with Amina. I know who you are. I fangirl over you hardcore. I've been listening to your podcast for like over a year now and you've taught me so much about dreaming, so, so much. Um, But could you please explain who you are to everyone listening? Yeah, sure. You're so sweet. I'm happy to be here. So my name is Amina. Um, I host the Dream World podcast. I have been lucid dreaming since I was really young, like eight or nine years old. Um, And I didn't really know what it was at first. I just always was like fascinated by dreams. And then when I got like older, like high school, college, um, I started to just pay more attention to my dreams. And then I learned that you can induce lucid dreams. So I started just experimenting with it. And I've always just been so fascinated. So in college, I like studied neuroscience and psychology, and I did some research on dreams. And yeah, I've just been exploring my consciousness. And then after COVID, I started the podcast, because I really just wanted to open up the conversation and build a community around this. And You know, when I joined Clubhouse, I started meeting people that are into dreams and lucid dreaming. And I started to learn so much that it was like just amazing and overwhelming. And it really like boosted my just journey. And it's, you know, one thing led to another and um, it's growing in popularity, which I love. People are starting to be more interested in dreams. So, yeah, you know, I've been lucid dreaming for almost 20 years at this point. (laughs) That's so awesome. My dreams are just mind-blowing, aren't they? Okay, so what I think I need you to explain to people who don't know is what is, well, what do you think the difference is from lucid dreaming to just regular dreaming? Like how do, what, what is lucid dreaming? So a lucid dream is a dream where you are aware that you're in the dream while it's happening and that there's levels to it. So you can have full lucid with where you can control the dream and change aspects of the dream, such as the narrative and the environment, or you can just be aware of the dream without being able to affect the dream that's still lucid. And then there's like semi lucid where you're kind of aware that something is off and you're kind of have a feeling that it's a dream, but maybe you're not fully convinced. Um, So it's a spectrum of conscious awareness, but the definition of being lucid is just being aware of the dream while it's happening. That's so cool. Um, yeah. I have only recently heard of this. What Do you know what omnilucid is? Yes. So that is a person who is lucid in every dream by default. So their default state is aware of being in a dream as opposed to a normal dream that we all have where, you know, you think it's reality and you're going along with the narrative and not aware. You think it's real life until you wake up and you're like, oh, that was a dream. 
But an Omni is consciously aware 24-7. So as soon as they fall asleep, they enter the dream. They know they're in the dream. And because of this, they're very experienced lucid dreamers. They can do anything they want in the dream. And, you know, it can be very exhausting sometimes. Yeah. That's Omni. Yeah. I was thinking that sounds so tiring, but it also sounds so cool, like superhuman almost. Like I'm thinking, well, these people must be like amazing Because like, I know that when I've had lucid dreams, it's like so empowering and I feel so amazing from it. I don't know. I suppose I would have to meet someone who's omni lucid to ask what they think. Have you ever met anyone like that before? Yeah. So I actually did a podcast episode where I spoke to an omni and I'm going to do another one because I have a few other people in my discord have been collecting some omnis. (laughs) So yeah, if you want to check that out, I talked to him about it and about what, you know, what he does in the dream and how he copes with it and how he uses meditation to like balance out, get some conscious rest. Um, And yeah. Wow. Um, So you have been lucid dreaming since you were a kid do you have or did you bring any dreams with you today that you'd want to share I have my dream journal right here so I can share um, she whips out a Neri yeah, yeah literally <laughs> I share like Just a, got a loaded dream. gun <laughs> yeah a lucid dream would be cool yeah that would be awesome okay I'm gonna share one that I love sharing because it's like one of my most legendary ones let me pull it up excellent I call it the lucid lesson. I love dream titles. Yeah. I love giving them different titles. So this was a really long dream, like one of the longest lucid dreams I've ever had. Um, And it was in like a really peak time in my life where I was doing something really cool. It was just last year, actually. But um, I was like traveling and working on this really cool project. So there was a lot going on, you know, so it was very symbolic in terms of the timing. Okay. So I start off lucid and I'm with one of my spirit guides and Sometimes I ask for a spirit guide, but this time he was just with me and we were going somewhere. And I just kind of had an internal feeling that I knew him from somewhere. And he was like, yeah, like we've known each other in other lifetimes and I watch over you or whatever. And he protects me and I could like feel it, you know, Um, it's kind of hard to explain. It was just like an inner knowing that like, oh, I know you, you're my friend, you know. And so he takes me into this huge building and I'm lucid, right? So he tells me like, hey, you know human dreamers are not usually allowed here. So just lay low, like don't do anything crazy, you know, just follow me. I'm like, okay, cool. (laughs) So I go in there. It's like a huge like restaurant type of building. There's like a bunch of people in there. And then he starts telling me things. Like we just start having this deep conversation about like life and reality. He starts telling me all sorts of stuff, how we choose to like be born and incarnate on earth And everybody in the spirit world or the astral realm or whatever you call it, like they can watch over us and check on us and stuff like that. And they cheer us on. He also explained to me how there's like guards that like kind of keep track of like the veil of reality, make sure nobody acts out Mm -hmm. of place. Um, He told me that there are people called centennials. That's the word he used. People or spirits who have been around for centuries and live lots of lots of lives There's different types of souls, like new souls and old souls. Mm -hmm. And keep in mind, there's books that talk about this, but I had this dream before I even read any of this stuff online, you know? And so he was telling me all these secrets about spirituality and how the universe is structured. I can't even remember everything that he told me because it was so much. But he showed me 
um, I asked him about my podcast and my future and he played me some of my future episodes <laughs> and in the dream I was like no 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 I don't want to hear myself talk let's let's <laughs> move on talk about something else I was like no 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 but I had like different intro music and I had like this guest and you know it was like one of my future episodes which I don't know if I've even recorded it yet I don't remember which I one, wonder but... if when you do record it you'll get like massive deja vu that's what I've been thinking. I will probably know because I remember the music. I remember that it had different music. So who knows? I haven't really changed my intro music yet, but I've been thinking about it. So yeah. we'll see. Um, and then we sit at a table and, you know, I'm trying not to be noticed. But we're talking. And then one of the servers of the restaurant, like they were like these guards going around, you know, looking at everybody. They see me. And they shoot me back into my body. They're like, oh, you're not supposed to be here. But instead of going back into my body, I go into this tunnel and I end up in a new location because I was like, I don't want to wake up. And I really focused my mentality on like staying in the dream. So I was still lucid. And then I end up in another part of the little restaurant. But now I'm with like a lady and and her baby. Right. And I'm speaking to her kind of in French because I want to practice French. So I don't know if I was speaking real French, but it felt like I was. Yeah. And then she takes me into this room. And this is the cool part. Like, she takes me into this room with these huge TV screens, like gigantic TV screens. And on the TV screens is like the dinosaurs era, but not like a movie. Like, we're watching it live, like oh, yeah. from the past. And she's telling me, like, yeah, we can just watch any time and place on Earth. We just change the channel. Like, we can see your time, dinosaurs time, the future, like, you know. And I'm like, what the heck? And I'm watching it live. <laughs> and then like she tells me that, you know, she's just giving me different analogies of how things work and how us humans, this is one example that she gave me, you know, not my words, they're her words. <laughs> she said that us as humans, we're like the little plastic flags on the ground, you know, those little marking flags, the yeah. little wire ones. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, the other dimensions are like huge flagpoles. I don't know. And I I thought that was an interesting analogy, just showing like, you know, just the size and the quantity of them. And she also told me that we're not supposed to remember our past lives because it would defeat the purpose. Like we're supposed to mm -hmm. incarnate on a clean slate and like fresh of past trauma and all that kind of stuff. And then we get like reviews at the end of like how we did, you know, <laughs> Um <laughs> So I started asking her more questions. I was like, how does this work? Like the movie theater screen? Is it like different dimensions? Is it one dimension? I start like bombarding her with questions and it didn't really work out because they noticed me. They were like, you're not supposed to be here again. They found me. And then I woke up <laughs> back into my body. But when I woke up, I had this feeling of just like love and peace and understanding that like stayed with me afterwards. And that was just one of my favorites because it was just one of the most meaningful, I think, that a lot of people can just relate to so, yes yeah. wow you know it sounds almost like a near-death experience some of the things that people come back saying and it is just like all the things that you're saying even though as out there as it is it's like I I know a lot of spiritual people can kind of like resonate with that and be like that's what I thought was up there like or like these are other similar stories that I've heard from other people or other little tokens that I've like heard about that's so yeah. awesome yeah, and it's cool, too, because, like, the TV screen concept, you know, I've heard a lot of people describe this type of room where it's, <laughs> like, TV screens with, like, different realities in them. Yeah. And I've had, you know, other types of out-of-body experiences where I've experienced, like, the screens and you can go in the screen and it's a new life. And even people with 
NDEs, um, near-death experiences, they said, yeah, I was in this room and there was TVs and I chose to go back into my life and I went into the TV. So something about screens for us represents yeah. little realities. And I just think that's fascinating that yeah. a lot of people see similar things. Yeah, well, I've had an experience with screens as well. I'll share it with you. So it was, I suppose it was a lucid dream, but it was like I set this really specific intention and it was through an assignment in, with my dream school and it was um, to set an intention, like ask a question to someone that we know that has passed away and ask them to come in our dreams and give us timely advice and like something really significant. And so then I went to sleep and I dreamt on it and I like jumped up into the sky and I was with my granddad. And so I asked him and he was like, yes, this is what I wanted to show you. And he had the screens. He had like a bunch of screens in front of him. They weren't up on a wall. They were more down. Like he was kind of looking down like a sky skylight roof thing. I don't know, but he, it was a screen and he's, some of them were closed and like turned off and some of them were on. And he was like, see, I can just choose where I want to look. And he could look down into my life where he could look into like my grandma's house. And it was sort of into everyone's houses of who he loved and was in our family. And he said, I can just have a look when I want to check up on you. Um, but he said to me, the important thing that I needed to know was that I can choose when I turn it off and on like the roof. So I can choose when my screen's off and on. And I suppose I've been hearing that from like mediums and people that deal with psychic realms. Like you can put up your boundaries and say like, no, I'm not having anyone come through today or like, okay, I'm open. So he sort of taught me about that. But yeah, that reminded me of the screens and like looking into different realms and yeah, it kind of- That's awesome. Yeah, it actually, um, one of my questions for you today was, um, to ask you if you found a lot of connections between lucid dreaming and spiritual experiences or self-discovery. Yes. Like, oh my God. Yes. So many, because when you're lucid, like you can take, do tasks, you know, you can do anything you want. And I say that, like, you can try to do anything you want, like, you know, sometimes it might take a few dreams to have success with something, but there's a lot of room for self-growth and self-exploration. And sometimes the spiritual experiences just happen. Like, like this morning, I had another crazy one, like that was just this loving spiritual experience that, that I received from like an angel or something. And it, it just gave me so much love and reassurance that I needed. And sometimes you just have like figures that are like, I'm protecting you. I'm watching you like, you know, and I feel like I'm safe. Like it gives me a sense of life after death and the beyond. Mm. It gives me a sense that there's more out there because I'm literally viewing another dimension <laughs> real time. I'm living in another dimension. I'm not in my body, you know? And yeah, it's just so fascinating in terms of like self-help, like, I've gotten life advice, you know, I've worked through problems, like real life problems, like when I have conflicts with someone, I'll go in my lucid dream, and I'll work it out with them, or, and I'll say what I got to say, or get ideas, a lot of my creative ideas I've gotten from being in a dream, both lucid and non lucid, I've talked to like my deceased grandparents and things like that. So, so many different ways to like, just have spiritual growth, physical and mental growth as well. Mm. Yeah, lucid dreaming can be used for a ton of things. And I know I've used it for things like overcoming phobias and nightmares, like you said, personal growth, skill development, 
um, creative inspiration, going on adventures, and there's so much more. But what do you love to use lucid dreaming for at the moment? I actually have a list. I'll share it with you. It's called the ultimate list of things to do in a lucid dream. I'll send you the link. But some of my favorite things are like, sometimes I just have fun. Like I love flying around and just observing and just taking it in. Like, you know, just seeing where I am. Sometimes I'll find a spirit guide if I feel like I need like some life motivation and some love, you know, and that's always you never know what you're going to get out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times as well, I like to get um, like little hints about my life and my future. Like, am I making the right decision with this and that? So I'll just ask dream characters random questions and pick their brains. And I like to experiment because sometimes you know, you might not get the answer you want. Sometimes you don't get an answer at all. Sometimes they do something weird or random or they look at you like you're crazy. I guess I just like to experiment. Oh, I like to travel as well. Like I have a dream goal of going to Egypt. I've been a few times to see the pyramids. And, you know, of course, it's not like going in real life, but it it's just beautiful and it's fun. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you feel the sand and the wind. Like it's so realistic. Like you have all your senses just yeah. as real, you know, like concrete feels like concrete and um dirt tastes like dirt um (laughs) so cheapest holiday ever (laughs) yeah exactly another thing I like to do is ask the date and time which a lot of people are like oh don't do that but I love doing it you know because sometimes I'll be like in the year 2029 and like my one time in the dream it was like the year 2029 and my family was like running a restaurant and it was like (laughs) successful so I'm waiting to see if we open a restaurant (laughs) you know things like that and even if it doesn't come true like it's just fun to see all the possibilities. Like one time it was like my family, but we were in the seventies and, you know, certain family members were still alive and it was like just a different version of my life. And it's just really fun. And like, you know, gives you a lot of like just creative inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. People are waiting around for time travel to become a real thing, but really it already is a real thing. They just don't know how to access it. Yeah. Yeah. So I do hear myths all the time, like that we can't read or tell the time in dreams. And I've also heard the myth that if you die in your dream, you'll die in real life. (laughs) Um, What misconceptions about lucid dreaming have you heard that you'd love to clarify? There's a lot. I'll start with those two. Yeah. First of all, I want to say everybody's different. So don't latch on to some fear spreading that you hear online because your experience is your experience. And just because one person had one experience doesn't mean you're going to have that. Like every dream is different. Every dreamer is different. I've died in my dreams multiple times. And here I am. (laughs) like so many times I've been shot I've died many different ways um you can't get stuck in a dream like you'll always wake up nobody's ever died in because of the lucid dream so that's not true just outright false (laughs) um what was the other one you said um that you can't read or tell the time oh can't read Yeah. yeah so that's the thing sometimes the text is clear and I can read everything and it's normal and my phone works sometimes I look at something and it's gibberish. Like I Mm. like looking at text in my dreams, especially when I'm lucid for that reason. I'll just observe things around me. Like one time I was in like an office. So I was like reading all these notes and stuff. Um, And sometimes it's gibberish. Sometimes it's not. When it's not, it's cool because I'm like, wow, like what is this saying? Like, let me read and see what this dream world is, you know, talking about. And then sometimes I'll look at the time and then I'll look away and then I'll look back and it'll be a different time. Or it'll say like, 274 you know (laughs) and that can be a trigger to become lucid like if you're not already lucid and you work on that awareness of noticing the time if you look in a dream and you're like oh this looks gibberish hey I'm in a dream so like 
notice these things because if you do see gibberish you can become lucid but like I said not always sometimes you can read text and sometimes your phone acts normal and sometimes it doesn't like it just depends other misconceptions are like don't look in mirrors don't ask the date and time don't tell anybody that you're in a dream and like of course, nightmares can always happen. Like, that's just part of dream work. Like, if you tell a dream character, hey, you're in my dream, like, they might be like, cool, let's fly. Or they might be like, uh, screw you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, you just never know. And that's part of the fun of experimenting. You know, mirrors can be fun. They can be portals. Like, I've used them to shape shift. There's just so many things that can yeah. happen. So try to have no expectations. And just if you want to experiment, like, just try. That's what yeah. I tell people. Yeah, definitely. Um, I looked in a mirror like two nights ago in my dream and I had really bad posture and I was about to go out on stage and I was teaching like a, a dream thing in a stadium because that's how big it had gotten. It was another future dream. But I looked in the mirror just before walking out and my posture was like this and I had this like coach and she was like, no, do this, do this, fix your posture. And I looked in the mirror and I'm like, oh yeah, that's heaps better. Thanks. And then I walked out, but I woke up and I was like kind of hugging my pillow and my neck was really out. So it's like my body being, stop it. Um, yeah. And when I read, oh, the other night I was trying to read something in a dream and it was all blurry. Like there was like the page and then like gold blur, but it was like I had this intuitive knowing of what the text said. Like I looked at the book and I read it, but it was blurry. But in my mind, I was like, oh, of course, that's what it says. And then off I went, and it like didn't trigger me. But yeah, there's so many different things. So I've looked in a mirror once and I was a different person. I wasn't me. Yeah, I think maybe they just have these dumb warnings because it like scared someone heaps once when they did it. Like they might have looked in the mirror and seen like this ghoul or like yeah. something really freaking they've gone oh my god tell everyone don't look in mirrors but it's like yeah we can't <laughs> yeah, see nothing exactly. bad's gonna happen because you never know I suppose it's sort of the dream world's kind of like the real world it's like you can't ever guarantee nothing bad's gonna happen but it's like don't be scared you don't want to live your life in fear exactly yeah nightmares happen yeah I've looked in the dream and been a different person as well it's kind of funny um but yeah nightmares can happen like that's why I tell people like just because the dream turns scary because you try something that doesn't mean you're not allowed to do it because you might try it again the next day and something else will happen and mm -hmm. you can't avoid nightmares forever like that's part of dream work is being able to confront the nightmares and overcome them and work through them especially if you're lucid like you can just change the dream <laughs> like you yeah not always <laughs> but usually but yeah it's inevitable like falling in love with your dreams means embracing nightmares too so yeah don't go telling people just because you had a scary dream like don't do this don't do this because all you're doing is spreading fear and then as soon as somebody gets the belief in their head like oh this is bad that's going to affect the dream because dreams are thought responsive environments so if you think that so and so is going to happen then it's more likely to happen and turn scary if you like enter with fear and dread and negative emotions like that's going to impact your dreams so yeah yeah definitely and the other way around as well like instead of looking at them with fear look at them in a positive light because what you expect is what's going to happen right so I used to when I started getting into dreams it was because I was having nightmares and I had like this huge fear of going to sleep and I just was expecting to have a bad dream every night so of course I would have a bad dream every night and it wasn't until I learned about lucid dreaming that I would like start getting excited to go to sleep in case something good happened and now I'm at the stage where I'm like, something good happens every night. I'd never have a bad dream. And if I do have a bad dream, I'm like, whoa, where did that come from? But it's usually those are the ones that have the big messages for us, you know, like when something 
is going on in life that I'm a bit like oblivious to that needs some attention given to it. So now I have a nightmare and I get excited about that. (laughs) Or I can use a nightmare to become lucid because I'm like, this wouldn't happen. Like, whoa, I'm in a dream. And then, yeah, you can sort of like ask your nightmare questions and stuff, hey? Yeah, for sure. It's not often that I feel like dread and fear and that type of like, you know, horror in real life. So I kind of notice that now when I feel it, I'm like, oh, maybe I'm in a dream. Like, please, whenever something bad happens, I'm like, I hope this is a nightmare. Like, and usually it is, you know, I'm not getting like shot up or whatever. So it's, you know, I become lucid, like those extreme emotions now become make help me become lucid. And yeah, like you said, they have messages there. Um, They can be healing gifts. They can show you things that you need to address or that you've repressed or whatever. And a lot of times, especially with recurring nightmares, like once you face it and become lucid and ask like, hey, why are you chasing me or what do you represent or whatever? um, It kind of unlocks the answer and then the dreams will stop. Mm. Have you ever had a nightmare like that that's kind of changed your life that you've sort of taken on the message and like crushed some limiting beliefs or anything like that that sort of changed your waking life you know in a way so I've had a few nightmares where like there was a time period where my brother and I were not getting along and I had like a nightmare where like he died and it was very very sad it was like one of the few dreams where I woke up and I'm like I don't want to write this down I don't want to think about it I don't want to remember it ever again but you know what it did for me it gave me an overwhelming feeling of gratitude when I woke up like I'm thankful that he's good I have a chance to like fix my relationship with him before it's too late like it was kind of like one of those wake-up calls that I really needed Mm. um and yeah I've had a few things like that where my nightmares just allowed me to look at life from like a different perspective and I always wake up grateful like even when I wake up sweating and like scared I'm like wow thank god that was just a dream and like I'm gonna treat this person differently or be more thankful for this or that. So um, it usually does that. And then, yeah, sometimes I'll just have nightmares that have no purpose and they just are outright crappy and (laughs) terrifying. That's like the most beautiful nightmare. (laughs) That's how you use nightmares, right? That's beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Um, So I heard you talking about spirit guides before. Now, I've never met my spirit guides. I don't really fully understand it all yet I've done some courses about it but personally I'm not there and I know that like a fair few people would be like oh what's a spirit guide like how do I do that so how would you explain a spirit guide or how would you meet them in your dreams yeah so a spirit guide is like we all have like a support system like a spiritual support system and it could be you know, your ancestors, people in your family that have passed, it could be like, just angels and deities that you have that aren't even human that just watch over you that you don't even know about, you know, we all have like a whole lineage of support on the other side, whether you know it and accept it or not. And yeah, you can really reach just invite them into your life. Like even if you've never connected with them, they're still supporting you. And like, what you can do is make it a dream task. So have it in the back of your mind, like next time you get lucid to look for a spirit guide. And you can do this, you can just call out to the dream, like, hey, send me a spirit guide. And like, one thing I like to do um, to summon people in my dream is I expect them to be behind me, because then I don't have to like create anything. I just turn around with the full knowing and confidence that they will be there. That part is important. You have to be confident, like, okay, when I turn around, they'll be there. Like, hey, spirit guide, you know, like, be ready to talk to them and say, hey, I want a spirit guide. 
and then they'll come around the corner or you can open a door or whatever, just kind of make them on the other side of whatever and just ask the dream. Or you can ask a dream character like, hey, can you take me to my spirit guide? Like that's what I did this morning. And um, it was really cool. You know, spirit guides can show up in different ways. Like sometimes they take on different physical forms for us to be able to comprehend them. It might show up as like a family member you recognize, or they might show up as like some random character. Like one time I did it and um, it was like this old man and he was like, I've been sent to watch over you in every lifetime. And like, he gave me just like this, like feeling of love that he just like transferred into me. And like, I didn't recognize him, but I felt that he loved me. And I was like, thanks. And I've never Mm -hmm. seen him since, but I hope that he's helping me out. (laughs) He's probably Um, tuning in right now. Thanks for the shout out. What's his name? Um, I asked him and he said his name is Sanchez. Sanchez. And I don't know anybody named Sanchez, but cool. You know, like um, I've gotten also one time I asked for a spirit guide and like this Asian looking lady came up and she's like, I'm an alien. Like I watch you all the time. I'm cheering you on. Like she was like, I love you. I'm your fan. Like I watch your show all the time. I was like, I have a show. She was like, yeah, you have a TV show. (laughs) Must be in the future because I don't have a TV show. But um, yeah, it was cool. And then a couple times, like I said, I've gotten my grandparents and sometimes they look different, but I know it's them, kind of mm-hmm. like you said. And you just never know how they're going to show up. But you can just just ask and see what happens. You can just shout out to the dream, ask a spirit guide. You can also, even if you're not a lucid dreamer, you can set the intention like spirit guides come in, like open that screen. Like you said, invite them in. You know, a lot of times they just need to be invited and recognized so you can just journal on it you can say come through in my dream and give me a message and you can have a dream about your spirit guide even if it's not lucid so Mm. there's a few ways and maybe I have dreamt of my spirit guides but not realized that they were my spirit guides because I've had some wacky dream characters come to me and give me advice before and I'm like oh (laughs) they have like this knowingness about them yeah exactly well you can next time you get lucid just try to find one and see what happens I will I will I'll let you know I'll do it tonight, actually. Journaling and like writing down the intention I've found is like the strongest way for me to get where I want to go in lucid dreaming. I think I'm I'm a super forgetful person. So I'll like have the idea in the day and then I go to sleep and I'm like, la, 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 and I don't even know what I'm focusing on or whatever. So I think writing it down is really helpful and it kind of brings it into reality of what you actually really want and really like sets the intention strongly. Yeah, cool. I'll do it. Do you have a spirit guide animal, an animal guide? I don't know. I mean, maybe. Um, I talked to a squirrel one time in my (laughs) dream. (laughs) I wasn't looking for a spirit guide, but I talked to a squirrel and I asked for relationship advice and the squirrel told me to break up. (laughs) And so I was like, no, I'm not listening to you. (laughs) But the squirrel was right in the end. (laughs) Always trust the squirrel. (laughs) Yeah. You'll have to go back in and bring it some nuts to say thanks. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll try to find an animal spirit guide next time. Should people be cautious in any way or are there any warnings that people should know about before they start getting into dream work? I wouldn't say like a a warning, but it's good to have positive intentions. Like don't have the intention to harm somebody or get lucid just because you want to go around killing people. Like treat your dream characters with love and respect because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like you're working with your own subconscious. So you don't want to go creating like scary situations for yourself on purpose, you know, have good intentions, like use it for positive things. Like, you know, don't use it to practice something harmful or to hurt somebody, you know, 
like there's negatives and positives to anything. Yeah. And the other thing, it's not really like a warning, but if you're getting into lucid dreaming, you might want to practice like dream stabilization. I just tell people that because sometimes when you're lucid, it's really easy to wake up and you're like, damn, I, I almost had it. But like if you practice just staying calm and taking it in, you know, try to have that mindset and like really feel your hands and feel textures around you. It'll help you like last longer in the dream and mm-hmm. get more out of it. It'll become more vivid and more stable. Um, Sorry, just on that topic, dream stabilization is kind of like grounding, isn't it? So like yeah, feeling where you're sitting or like looking around and really soaking in the atmosphere of where you are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Focusing. One thing I like to do is like look at the textures around me. So like if there's a wall, I'll like look at the concrete. You really want to engage your senses. Like I'll lick things and like just in in awe of like, wow, it really feels the same way that it, I would expect it to feel, you know? So just like feel things and look at them in detail. And like that kind of grounds you into your dream body, focusing yeah. on your dream body, not on like your regular body. Yeah. <laughs> I just had a like a vision of Willy Wonka and you know that, scene and they're like licking the walls and they're like the snarsberries taste like snarsberries <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly that's exactly what you want to do perfect go around licking the walls that'll help the the lucid dream last longer that's a great tip <laughs> like I said earlier don't have limiting beliefs and expectations you know like don't think like oh if I do this this will happen don't try to label it you know just take it in and experience it as it is you know, there's no warning, I would say, of like, don't do this, don't do that, other than like, just kind of rely on your own experience rather than like what somebody tells you online. Mm. Mm. I think it's important to live by the values that you want to live by in waking life. Like, and I feel like going using those values in the dream world helps you use them in the real world as well. So like knowing who you are and who you want to be, and then carrying that through rather than just using it to like live out fantasies and yeah exactly and you actually made me think of another point too it's like you want to use your dreams in a way that'll benefit you and you can take those lessons and apply them like a lot of people myself included like when you first discover lucid dreaming maybe you're like depressed and you hate your life and you just want to escape into a dream world and you know live happy in a different reality and sure that can be cool but that's not healthy, you know, you don't want to use it as an escape, you want to use it as a way to like, appreciate your life more and like learn things that can better your life. Yeah. So you take what you learn in the dream and apply it to your waking life instead of saying like, Oh, I hate my life. Let me just sleep my life away. Yeah, definitely. And it's really interesting how you can take the smallest thing from a dream and take it into your waking life to how that like amplifies the good things that happen in your life. Like you from every dream that I have, I like to take an action from it. And then the things that the actions lead into and like the doors that open and the things that just start falling into place in my waking life is like incredible. Yeah, for sure. Me too. And like, especially like dreams that feel very emotional and powerful. And yeah, my dreams inspire me to do things like um, create more art projects or like today this is random but today I wore all red just because like I believe in like the power of like colors and you know how it like changes your mood and stuff and that's because like I had a very spiritual dream and there was a lot of red and um I got like very red vibes from my dream so I was like you know what I'm gonna wear red today like that's I'm feeling that energy like I'm feeling like I'm gonna implement that and that's just like a small way 
I've implemented things on bigger ways, but um, just, yeah, taking action in some sort of way, you know, taking the lesson and applying it. And it might not be obvious right away, mm -hmm. but that's why it's important to keep a dream journal because over time you're like noticing which dreams connect to each other and maybe put together messages and things and see what areas of life maybe you're lacking mm -hmm. in or whatever. So yeah, it's, it's a journey, like a process. Yeah. Could you give us some hints or insights on your own dream language? Like, for example, I know that when I dream of a car park, if anything's happening in like a parking lot, a car park, if anything's happening in that scene or that setting, to me, that means it's like stagnant energy going nowhere, sitting around waiting type of a situation. As an example, what do you have anything like a symbol that you know means something to you in your dreams? Like when this shows up, it means blah, blah, blah. I do have like certain dream characters that represent certain parts of my life. Um, like I have this one person that I was really close with in high school and that shows up in my dreams once in a while. And I realize that it's not about that person, but it's about like my high school self, like my teenage self, mm. you know, and like, so I think about, you know, my inner child and my inner teenager yeah, and stuff perfect. like that. Yeah, that's yeah, perfect. Then, so that person that shows up, whenever you see that person, you go, oh, okay, this relates to like an inner wound or something that I have from that time of my life. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. You know, everyone has different dreams. Like some people will just dream about really normal, like everyday things like, oh, I had a dream. I drove to the beach the other day, like, ha ha ha, what a strange dream. <laughs> but then like some people have like super like, oh, I was in seven different dimensions and we're flying through the sky in a frying pan, like all these weird sorts of things. Your dreams seem to be like you, you go to a lot of different places and you speak to a lot of different people. What else are your dreams like? How weird are they? Like, or how normal are they? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's hard because I don't know what the standard is, but mm. I, I would definitely probably say they're longer and more vivid than the average person. Um, just because I've been dreaming for so long and the more you focus on it, like the more vivid your dreams get. But they're definitely interesting and weird and always like, you know, sometimes they're short and random and boring. But for the most part, it's like weird things going on or I'm confused or like interesting characters. And there's always like colorful things like I love how colorful my dreams are and I, I would definitely say they're kind of crazy because I it always takes me like 10 whole 10 to 15 minutes in the morning to write my yeah. dream down and I write like three pages in in the app sometimes because I like to record detail and when I'm lucid yeah. I notice everything you know I'm like they were wearing a red shirt there was this on the wall and I read this on you know like I like to remember as much as I can and I always have very intense emotions. Like if I'm if I'm anxious or embarrassed or, you know, confused, like it's very strong. I can feel it. Um, so, yeah, definitely very random. What's your best tip for remembering dreams? My best tip for remembering dreams is to keep a dream journal, keep it by your bed, ready and expected to remember dreams in the morning. And then when you wake up in the morning, don't just jump out of bed, like linger for a minute, because that's you'll let the dream come back to you. And just kind of sit on the feeling and then write it down like early in the morning, don't get up and jump out of bed and go to the bathroom because you'll forget about it. Mm -hmm. So like write it down early and linger in the same body position for a while. Mm -hmm. And 
at night set the intention to remember more dreams too. Mm, That's awesome. So you have, you're on Clubhouse and Discord. Can you tell us what those things are? Because I never knew what they were until I met you. Yeah. So Clubhouse is a voice chat app and we hold different rooms on there. It's honestly such a beautiful space because it's a great community of like like-minded people and dreamers and explorers and there's experts and new people and we all come together like twice a week and you can either listen or or participate either way and it's just voice chat and we just share our experiences we teach about lucid dreaming and we just go back and forth around the room and you know it's anywhere from like 10 to 50 people in there and we just listen to each other's experiences and I learned so much like clubhouse like kickstarted my dream journey because I was just getting so many like interesting things and experiences and uh, communicating with people about it and learning and teaching you know so there's Um, no video and it's just audio only yeah I like that so everyone's like in their jammies in bed just chilling out yeah and there's a lot of different clubs you can join on there like spiritual clubs science clubs like they have every type of club mine is obviously a lucid dreamers club but we talk about everything spirituality you know sometimes we go on these random tangents and it's just such a beautiful safe space Mm. and then discord is just a chat app where we share dreams and i post the clubhouse replays on there and just updates about yeah what I got going on cool well I'm gonna put your link tree in the show notes of course and that has all of those in there as well as your YouTube and your Instagram page which I'm obsessed with watching your reels you're so creative in what you do and I'm so inspired and it really grabs my attention I love I love it I love all that effort that you put into them um thank you so much the other thing So I know smoking pot is really bad for your dreams. Like the THC and CBD like blocks something to do with your dreaming receptors or whatever, but smoking pot's bad for dreaming. But there are other herbs that people can smoke instead of that. But there are also like supplements and oils and scents and all this stuff that can help with your dreaming. What are your favorite ones to use? Yeah, so... Some of my favorite dream herbs are mugwort, blue lotus, and kalea Z. <laughs> um, and there's different ways to use them. Um, you know, teas, you can smoke them. Um, so like you said, with the cannabis, you know, I, I have that problem because I am a weed smoker and I love dreams. So I've had to quit in order to have more dreams. And I'll say everybody's different. You know, some people smoke weed and they have more dreams, you know, mm. but for the most part, it's the opposite. It suppresses your REM sleep. And so you don't remember dreams, you know? Um, So a lot of chronic weed smokers, they haven't had dreams in years. And it's quite sad, you know, because I love my dreams. I don't want to suppress them. And as soon as I quit, like I had rebound dreams and they were so vivid and so lucid and so crazy. So that's a benefit to cutting back. Mm -hmm. And I used um, dream herbs to kind of like help me with like the habit of just smoking. So I would smoke like blue lotus or mugwort. Kalea Z is known as the Mexican dream herb. That one is really bitter, so I don't suggest using it in a tea. Mm. <laughs> but mugwort and blue lotus you can use for a tea. Mm. And if anybody or you or anybody listening um, needs a recommendation, I get mine from thedreamjoint.com. Um, and I actually have a discount code with them, Dream World. And the owner is great. He's one of my friends, you know, just from the community. And 
Um, so I, it's a really good source, organic. He has a lot of different dream herbs, like more mm. than the ones I just named. Yeah, um, that's why I laughed yeah, when yeah. you named those three because those three are actually my three favorite. That's what I have in the cupboard at home. So I like the blue lotus in a tea and I find that that one gives me heaps of visuals. It's sort of like um, I would lay down for a nap after having some and it was like straight into the liminal space, you know, where all the imagery is coming in front of you. And I was like, laying down for maybe only 20 minutes. Like I don't think I really even went to sleep and I just had like crazy visuals and it felt like heaps of dreams all in one go. I was like tripping out, <laughs> but not like it was, it was mild. Um, but that was really cool. And then the um, Kalia, the Mexican dream herb, when I had that for the first time, I had the most interesting dreams. Like it was sort of like I went into the dream world and my subconscious was like, whoa, thank you. Thank you for being here and like coming down to this level. And I woke up feeling all like a hero because I'd like, you know, gone to the next level in my in my dream journeys. Um, and then that mugwort, when I had that, I had about six dreams within three hours and that just blew my mind because I was in the stage of probably only remembering like one to two dreams per week. Um, so when I had that and I woke up and I was like, oh my gosh, I just had to like write and write and write. And I was like, and then this happened and then this happened and then this happened and it just went on for so long. And all of them were like about different topics and totally different dreams. Um, but they all were like really significant and had really good guidance and messages in them too. So I knew it wasn't just like mumbo jumbo drug induced crap. It was like actual, like legit stuff and legal <laughs> So that was pretty yeah cool. that's awesome yeah those are those are my favorite too and then there's like the supplement side of things where you know there's actually b6 vitamin b6 is really good for dreams and it's just a regular common mm. over-the-counter thing I, I recommend that to a lot of beginners um because it's something natural that helps you boost dreams and then there's like more like intense dream supplements such as like galantamine and alpha gpc i've experimented with those a little bit too um, but i don't use them too often because they can be exhausting like just like very long dream narratives where mm. i feel like i got no rest because every dream connects to the next all night which is cool it's fun but um i, I wouldn't recommend it to beginners i would say the the herbs are the more natural side of things and mm. um, more peaceful yeah, definitely. And I suppose if you're already such a strong, natural, lucid dreamer like yourself, you don't really need the supplements anyway. Just fun to try and experiment. And I suppose if you had like a really strong intention that you really, really wanted to know the answer about or really, really wanted to try something, then they'd be a good way to kind of boost to get you there. Exactly. Yeah, I use them sometimes. And I've actually I still have a lot of them just I'm going to make some content on it of like, trying this and see what happens you know yeah just, uh, some ideas for some videos but yeah um but uh, the teas like the blue lotus and mugwort tea that I use sometimes daily like if I have mm -hmm. enough it'll just be part of my nightly routine and it's very chill for me um it doesn't affect me too crazy but it definitely gives me like very like spiritual feeling dreams so mm -hmm. yeah those those I use more often mm -hmm. and they've got a lot of health benefits I've seen. Yes. Like I've been researching them going, hmm, before I take this, I actually want to know what's in it. And I'm yeah. looking up going, oh, this is good for my gut health and it's going to like be good for my nervous system. And yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. It's been used for centuries. So mugwort is used 
beyond dream work, like for anxiety and different, um, different spiritual practices. It's a very quite common herb, like mugwort mm-hmm. is the most common one. And blue lotus has been used since like the ancient Egyptian times, like they would call it like sacred dream herb, and they would use it to like connect with their ancestors, mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. So yeah, th- these are things that have been around for forever that's so cool so obviously I'm going to put your stuff in the links below could you just tell people for those who are like driving and want to remember could you let them know where to find you how we can connect and like what do you offer are you doing coaching yeah so I do one-on-one coaching um you know you could just dm me and I, I really personalize it to the person because everyone's so different so I help people build their own dream work practice but I'm also putting out a course. So if you're looking for something more like do it yourself general, um, my partner Martin and I partner in the dream world, he does the clubhouse with me, we're putting out like a full extensive 10 week course with like different topics. Um, And it'll be posted in my link tree once it's done. But for now, you can just find me the dream world podcast on Instagram, um, and TikTok. Facebook, you know, if you search the Dream World podcast, it should pop up. Yay, that's so cool. Do you have anything else that you wanted to add that I haven't asked you about? Really, it's about building your own Dream Work practice. And I stress this a lot because everybody's different. You know, you have to find for yourself what works for you. There's no one best way to lucid dream. There's no one definition for a dream symbol. Like, you know, there's no universal dream dictionary that you can look up. What does this mean? No, you have to like build it yourself. And it's not like you can get frustrated, you know, try not to get frustrated if you don't have a lucid dream right away. You know, Mm -hmm. it can take time. You have to be patient with it and have fun with it. Don't let yourself get stressed out and always keep a dream journal. Even if you feel like, oh, this dream isn't worth writing down, you should still write it down because you never know it might have meaning later Um, and have fun with it, you know, build your dream practice for the rest of your life. You know, don't give up after like a week because you didn't have a lucid dream like some people take months and years to have their first lucid dream so yeah just have fun with it and also it's not just about your lucid dreams like cherish your non-lucid dreams too Mm. yeah that's great advice I kind of think about dreaming and being a dreamer as the way that you would think about being healthy and living a healthy lifestyle and exercising like you can't go to the gym for one week and then expect to be super fit like it's kind of the same with dreaming it's a really gradual process and it's different for everyone depending on genetics and like what we're born with and what's going on around us and how we live the rest of our life as to how quickly we'll progress so yeah it's a journey exactly yeah you know it gets better with time like you said Yeah, definitely. That was great. Thank you so much, Amina. Of course. It was so fun. You're the best. Oh, you're so sweet. I love chatting with you and we can do this anytime. Yay, awesome. Thank you so much for having me.